Good morning. Yeah. Uh, good to have you here. Uh, we are we are starting uh, work on the building, and we are starting on uh, Acts today. I I finish up John yesterday. We start in the Book of Acts today. There's uh, it's a fun transition. So we'll be we'll be speaking in just the first few verses, Acts chapter one, verses one through five. I want to talk to you about what Acts is about and how it transitions. So we'll go over that. But let's open in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for these men. Thank you for this job. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to, uh, to speak about the kingdom, to speak about the kingdom that you have opened the door for us. I pray that you would uh, just guide our conversation, the words that I use, the the ears that they hear with, Lord, just uh, touch their hearts, draw them to you through this time. Bless it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. This speaks of the transition. And in, in Acts, Jesus has accomplished something up to that point through the resurrection, through the, the, his life, death, burial, resurrection, he accomplished something. And when he, he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. He had finished one of the tasks. And that task was to open the door for us to be able to connect to God. And so Acts is the living out of that promise. And so we get to, we get to step into that. Jesus' work opened the door for the Spirit to come and dwell with imperfect man, the perfect God indwelling imperfect man. That is uh, hard, hard to understand, hard to believe. But really, what we have is anybody watch uh, uh, the, this uh, worldwide wrestling thing where they have the guys in the ring and then they have tag team, and they have they reach out and they tag somebody, and that guy comes in and takes over. And this is where Jesus has tagged the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is now coming in. But the Holy Spirit, Jesus limited himself to one person, to one physical representation. But when he tag teams the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can go anywhere in the world and be indwelling in any person. And so all of a sudden, he's opened up the kingdom to everyone. And that is what Acts is all about. Acts is speaking about how the kingdom became real after Jesus opened the door. Let me read that, Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. i got to find it on my Bible here. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So Jesus this, this book was written by Luke, the doctor. 
Uh, he's pretty low key in in the in the church in general. He was just someone who observed a lot of what happened in Acts. So he wrote this thing, and uh, he starts off the the whole thing in the first book, O Theophilus. And we hear that, and we go, "Huh? What was the first book?" Anybody know what the first book was? It was the book of the Gospel of Luke. So Luke wrote the first book. He wrote about the gospel, the good news that Jesus came. And now he's following up that now that Jesus has accomplished what he came to do, it is finished. Now let's see what the results are. Let's see what happens. So in, in the beginning of the gospel of the book of Luke, it says this, this is a dedication to Theophilus. Theophilus means lover of God. Theo is God. Philus is the, the term for, Greek term for love, but it's a brotherly love, phileo. So Theophilus is God love, and it's a brotherly love. But so this dedication to Theophilus, inasmuch as, and this is the beginning of the book of Luke, inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me, this is Luke, also having followed all things closely for some time past to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So this is from the beginning what Jesus has begun to do, right? Jesus opens the door for our reconnection with God. Remember back in the, the Genesis, at the very beginning of creation, Adam and Eve were in the garden. They were connected with God. But they said, you know what? We'd really like to choose good and evil ourselves. We don't want you dictating that to us. And so they chose to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And in doing that, God then withdrew his spirit. His spirit was no longer indwelling in them and living with them and guiding them and telling them what was right and what was wrong. So Jesus had to come, live a perfect life, die and be buried and then resurrect so that he could restore that connection. He restored that opportunity for us to live with God's spirit indwelling in us. That is what Christ accomplished here on earth. That is what he began to do. He opened the door. So submission to the Holy Spirit is the renewal that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Many of you have heard this verse. It's, it's uh, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. A, a living sacrifice is letting go of all control and submitting holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. How do we discern? We discern the will of God through his spirit indwelling in us. We have the opportunity to live with God in us. Back to Acts chapter, chapter one, verse two. 
until the day when he was taken up. So this is what Jesus began to do until the day he was taken up. After he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them. He showed to them, I am alive. I have been resurrected. I am really here. My physical body was resurrected by the power that indwells in me. God himself raised himself up, right? Jesus went around and raised other people up, but no one has ever raised themselves up. Christ raised himself up, resurrected himself. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. What is this kingdom of God? Because the Jews thought the kingdom of God was Jesus riding in on a horse with a sword, killing the Romans, knocking everybody down, establishing a kingdom in Jerusalem, and then everybody now has to submit to the king of Jerusalem, right? That's what they thought. That is so limited. That's a little tiny spot on this entire earth that he was going to reign. This is God Almighty. He was going to reign on more than that. He was going to reign over the entire universe. And so that kingdom is established at a spiritual level, not at a physical level. So they were all waiting for him to come in on a horse. And he said, no, 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 I've got bigger plans than that. And that involves me dying. Luke chapter 17, verse 20 through 21 the Pharisees asked when the kingdom of God would come. And he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that you can, be, you can observe. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. That is Christ's spirit dwelling in you. Acts chapter 1, verse 4, continuing in our passage. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise, the Father, which he said, you heard from me. John 14, 16 through 17, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. That's a long time. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. See, guys, we are talking about something that is not in this world or of this world. This is a spiritual happening is something that's different than our five senses. We can't see it. We can't taste it. We can't touch it. We can't hear it. These things are different than what we are used to doing. John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said. The Spirit is a connection between this world and eternity in the spiritual realm. Acts chapter 1, verse 5, For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus spent 40 days after his resurrection. He spent 40 days and he appeared to over 500 people. He appeared to those that were followers of his. He did not go to the Pharisees. Remember when he told the parable about the rich man and Lazarus, and uh, the rich man and Lazarus both died, and the rich man was sitting in hell, and the Lazarus was sitting with uh, Abraham, and the rich man said, send, send Lazarus to my brothers back on earth, because they need to hear what's happening to me. And Abraham said, 
if they won't listen to the prophets, they're not going to listen to someone who's risen from the dead. And Jesus knew this. And so he did not go to the Pharisees. They weren't going to listen to him. He went to those who believed him. But nevertheless, back in John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus is talking about the Spirit. He said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. That Helper, Paul talked about in Ephesians, in him, in Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. See, the whole of the New Testament is about Christ coming to open the door to enable us to have his spirit, to renew that connection that we lost in the garden. That is the whole purpose. And it's all about things that are way bigger than this world, way bigger than this world, way bigger than this universe. We're talking eternity, connected with God, walking with God. And this is the open door. Christ provided. He is, the Holy Spirit is, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. God's Spirit is our direct connection to God. In Romans chapter 8, he says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. If you have questions and you don't know what's going on, you ask him. And he will, in your spirit, guide you, direct you, give you an answer. I've talked to the Lord and he's given me answers that are crazy. Things that do not make sense in this world. And guys, I'm here because God's spirit directed me to get a ticket to Africa in April of last year. I didn't know why I was coming over here. But God's spirit directed me at two in the morning. He woke me up and he said, go get a ticket to Africa. I didn't know what I was coming to. I didn't know I was going to meet any of you guys. I thought I was just going to come and visit. And I really didn't even know who I was going to visit. I had two places I ended up coming. That is God's spirit working. It's above and beyond anything that you can know in this world. Yet he is active and he is looking for those who are willing to obey and pursue him. Through the Spirit, God enables me to live differently in this world. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You remember the gifts of the Spirit? The gifts of the Spirit are things that are transformative, that are different than the world. The world is about self. It's about indulgence. It's about things that are just per me. And God gives us, through his spirit, love, which is selflessness, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The world doesn't want you to have self-control. The world wants you to indulge yourself. God wants you to have self-control because that's how you preserve yourself. Guys, this is what Christ opened the door for. This is what he opens, offers you the opportunity to have. Grab onto it. It's a great treasure. It's a pearl of great price. Grab onto it. 
He enables you to live this life with purpose. Walk through the door Christ opened on the cross for you to be connected to him through his spirit. That's what it's all about. Thank you. We get to go more in Acts. I'm looking forward to watching how the disciples lived out living with the spirit. That's what the book of Acts is all about. So we'll get to continue through that from here. Let's, uh, let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your spirit that you blessed us with, that you've opened the door for us to connect directly to you. I pray that you would encourage these men wherever they're at in that journey. If they've opened the door, grow them stronger in you. Lord, give them a hunger to know you. I thank you that you have offered us this infinitely valuable opportunity, the pearl of great price. Let us hunger after it, grab onto it, and give up all things for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.